I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. An Erios production. Hi everyone, we're back. It's Yay. season three. Hi, it's me, it's Jen Zabrowski. Welcome to We Need to Talk About Britney. I am so excited to be talking about Britney this season. It's a new day. It's a new, it's a new day. Jeffrey, hi. Jen, hello. Producer Jeffrey's here. Guys, hi. we are gonna bring we're gonna bring it this season. It's- being brought and we're on a new network we're on the erios network we're really excited so please subscribe if you haven't already tell your friends come on this journey erios has other amazing shows uh i'm really enjoying listening to filling the void it's a show about hobbies mm-hmm. jeffrey it's great oh yeah do you have a hobby multiple yeah i'd say so give me one give me two hobby number one i love organizing <laughs> You love organizing. I love organizing. Okay, great. Just like things in the right place, alphabetical, nice. all about that. That's a great hobby. Mm-hmm. I love that. Hobby two, I love to bowl. Like That's a legit hobby legit, of yours? Legit, I love to bowl. Oh my gosh, like, all right. I, it's the only thing I could do in my hometown growing up, so I have like a weird attachment to it. I'm not very good, Okay. but I love to bowl. All right, we're going to unpack that after we turn this <laughs> mic off. Um. So I, my hobby is talking about Britney Spears, and I just took the hobby to the microphone, and I'm so glad I, I have found all of you. I found my people. Um. You guys, also, I got a dog. And my dog's name is Lucky Blue, and Lucky Blue is going to be a part of this show because basically you'll just hear him kind of like jumping up on uh, whoever the guest is. Uh, Lucky Blue has just been jumping up on people's laps and having a time, and he is, in fact, named after Britney Spears. Um, The Lucky is all about Britney. Okay, so this season I'm going to be talking about songs that Britney has had a hand in writing. And I just felt like with everything that's been going on with Britney – I wanted to get deeper into the mind and psyche of Britney. Now, listen, we all know that I believe that Britney's intelligence, the way she connects with the world is through movement. So then I was like, well, how does Britney connect with people through her words and through the music that she makes? Um, I think she brings a lot to her performances. 
and all the recordings of all of her songs that she didn't even have a hand in writing. But it's like, let's talk about these songs. And Britney's written over 30 songs um, that have been recorded and that have been on her albums. And we're going to get into a bunch of them. And we are kicking it all off today with talking about Every Time. And this song, I think it might be Britney's greatest song that she's had a hand in writing and it's interesting to me that it's a really stripped down and simple song um because Britney is known for just like making such amazing songs to dance to so I but it's also not surprising to me because this song it was written in response to Justin's Cry Me a River and it came from such a raw place and a really true place I think that everything went down not downhill, but kind of was like cracked open when she had that breakup with Justin. So it it really makes sense to me that some of the greatest work came out of the greatest pain in Britney's life. Um, and her having this whole very, it's like her identity of how she understood it just, it was gone one day, you know, once she wasn't with Justin and she talks about this and the documentary, um, Brittany for the record. And she was like, if I'm not with him, well, who am I? Um, she wrote this song with a girlfriend too. That's the other thing. This was a woman, um, who Brittany met on her tour. Um, and she, this other woman, Annette was going through a breakup. Brittany was going through her breakup. They bonded. They started writing music together And they started writing this song in Los Angeles and then they went to Italy and they were on Lake Como having a time, you know, (laughs) like you do, like you do. And they wrote this song. So also imagine that. Okay. You're in Lake Como, you're in this house in Italy and you start writing breakup music. Yes. That is where you write every time. That's where you record it. You know what I mean? That's how you do it. So that really checks out to me. And that's, I think that Brittany should be writing music like that all the time. She should be with girlfriends collaborating, writing songs about things that she wants to explore and talk about. Um, Did you guys ever see Spring Breakers when James James Franco does this? He sings every time at a piano outside, and it's just so good. You know what? I've made an executive decision. We, at the start of this episode, of every episode – Uh, We're going to play just a little snippet of the song that we're talking about. I'm going to start with James Franco singing every time. And then that's how we're going to start this episode. I think we need that, guys. I Mm -hmm. think we need it. And then I think Brittany does come in. So that'll be perfect. Um, That that we're going to play that rendition. So for this episode, I got to sit down with Nikki Deloche. And she was on the Mickey Mouse Club with Brittany. And she is still very good friends with Justin. I, guys, it is a new season because it's official. I've made peace with my feelings about Justin. Um, I think we're in a good place now. And I think that I needed to talk to one of his dear friends in order to open myself up to forgiveness. Um, he was really young when he was with Brittany. And... Um, And, you know, young love, it's young love. And also who's, who's good at doing life? You know, it's hard. It's hard. And he, he's doing the best he can. Seems to be a good dad. Loves his wife. Sorry. 
my oh i'm getting texts from my friend eric hutchinson <laughs> he plays great music you guys you should listen to him i'm sorry i'm so that was so uh, not professional of me um but i made peace with justin this is oh, guys oh. i keep putting my phone on airplane mode and it's not working and it does it in the episode too jeffrey what's happening why doesn't airplane mode work it's because look it, it's on it's your, it's, it's it's your on. wi-fi it's my Wi-Fi, so yeah. if I turn my Wi-Fi off, will it stop? Mm-hmm. Gosh, is that like a dumb, dumb thing? Like, I should know that? No. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Guys, I'm learning things left Just and right. I'm learning. making peace with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I'm learning how to use my phone. The, these are the things we'll be tackling this season on We Need to Talk About Britney. But anyways, Nikki was an amazing guest. She's an open book. Also, I think I might become forever friends with her. Jeffrey, she was, was she giving off the vibe that she wanted to be my friend too? I mean, she straight up said, I'll I'll leave my kids at home and come hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, she also said that she's a collector of people and she wanted to collect me. She was just, you, you vibed. Right? The we vibe vibed, was right? there. The energy was right. So the thing right. is, is like, I really love vibing with people. When she said that, I'm a collector of people. I was like, I am too. But I've been trying to just like be more chill in my life and like just kind of like I've been going more inward and not mm-hmm. outward. Mm-hmm. So when she said that, I was like, oh my God, this is an invitation to yeah. collaborate as friends. She wants to talk too. You know, not about Brittany, about About everything. life. Yeah, she was great. I mean, she came here and she like dove into your psyche. It was like two minutes went by and she was like, what do you think the afterlife looks like? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we w- yeah, we really did get she, into like, it. Two minutes. Guys, I think I might have found a new friend. That's exciting. What a way to kick off the season. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God. Jeffrey's wearing a Lady Gaga t-shirt. St- <laughs> it's all happening. It's here. I also want to just talk about briefly, we've got some great new pop music out. We've got uh, Taylor Swift. Her new album, Lover, is out. It's so, so for me. There is one song on the album. Don't know the name of it, but she's talking about um, uh, skipping down 16th Avenue. It's a song about basically it's just how like it reminds me of how boy crazy I was when I was 17 and I it 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 accessed that part of me and I really like that song. Um, as an album as a whole, I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's that great. Lover's a cool song and I see what she's trying to do. I don't know for me. I think that that all Taylor Swift music, it always seems like she's writing songs for other artists. I don't, I, I, that's how I feel about her, but I think she's such a talented songwriter. So I don't know. I mean, I just made peace with Justin Timberlake. So I I don't know. Anything's possible. She's great. Fine. She's great. I don't know, but I don't think she is that great. I don't know guys. Also Katy Perry. I think she's taking it to the next level. She wasn't really doing it for me, but these new songs that have been coming out, I think are the best Katy Perry's been since Teenage Dream. So I don't know. That's how I'm feeling Take about pop stance. That's how Do I'm feeling it. about pop music right now. Um, guys, here's the hotline. The hotline's back. And that number is 814-277-3277. 814-277-3277. If you're having a Britney emergency, you can call the hotline. Here's the thing. I'm here for all Britney emergencies. Let me know how you're feeling. But when it comes to her conservatorship, listen, of course. Am I curious? Yeah. 
I love Brittany. I'm always thinking about how she's feeling, where she is right now. Like, is she in her closet trying on a new dress? Is she, like, where did those hats go that she bought on her trip to the Turks and Caicos? Did they make it back to her closet? Are they, like, lost in the back of her car? Like, I want to know everything. Um, I'm curious. But also... I think that there's too much going on over there for us to really know what's up. We might get into it. I've got some people coming on this season who through their own personal experience might be able to, to gleam a little bit of insight on how Brittany might be feeling right now. Um, but so I'm not really into scoop on the conservatorship, but if you need to talk about it, you can call the hotline and talk about it. I'm going to be playing messages in the episodes. Um, so there's that too. Guys, I want it. I want this to be a place where we can just all talk about Brittany and how she makes you feel. How does Brittany make you feel? That's my main question. Guys, how does Brittany make you feel? Call the hotline. Let me know. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into the psyche of Britney Spears and yes. dive into songs that yes. Britney has had a hand in writing. And let's hear James Franco sing every time. <laughs> right now. Jeffrey, are you ready? I can't wait. Lucky Blue, are you ready? <laughs> All right, guys. Here we go. Play something. I see I wanna hear. Something sweet. Something uplifting. Something sweet and uplifting, huh? Yeah. Play something inspiring. Oh yeah, I wanna see my sensitive side. <laughs> sure yeah. do. Play something fucking inspiring. Alright. This one about a little known pop singer by the name of Miss Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest singers of all time. And an angel, if there ever was one on this earth. from the Mickey Mouse Club were you like calling them or texting like damn <laughs> no, whoa Brittany brought it and it's like ooh oh no because Justin it still is like one of my best friends so like I couldn't be like oh damn Justin she like came after you yeah, I would never he would be like wait what so I know that the two of you are still good friends yeah Annie my yeah. next door neighbor who you know and that's how I met you she told me that and so you know I have a lot of my my relationship with with Justin is very complex. Of I, course, because you love Britney so much. I love Britney so much, and right. you know, and but at the same time, when 
I was a teenager, I was so in love with Justin, right. like to the point where um, I just like couldn't imagine, like I just, I would go wild. I would throw myself on the floor, right? just watching the new videos, just like freaking out. Like I was so in love with him. <laughs> I flashed him at a concert. Did you? I did. Front row? Where were um, you? I was on the side. I had really uh, close seats to the stage, but on the side. Amazing. Is that my phone? It is? Wait, hold on. I just want to make sure. No, I'm on airplane mode. Will you just double check? That's so weird. Or your computer? It's not mine. All right. Sorry, guys. No, it's all good. Lucky blue. All right. I'm on on airplane mode. So we'll see. Okay. Um, There also could be something here. We don't know. Things my husband, me. my husband really it has a lot of electronics, so it could very well be a secret computer. Phone no, but or also like I, I tend to get like we were talking about other dimensions before. You know, we got on the mic, and I tend to People have things coming follow, through. follow me. Yes, Whoa. my whole life since I was a kid. So like that could also be some people are here. They like <laughs> just like follow they're coming me. through. Yeah. Whoa, I love that. Really? Yeah. Do my whole life when I was a little kid, I was so scared and I wouldn't sleep alone. So I'd make my sister sleep in the same bed with me because I didn't understand the things that I saw. And then when I became adult, I was like, oh, they're angels. They're people. You know, they're they're people. They're things. Um, and then I was like, not scared of it anymore. It's like. Yeah, but it happens all the time. I love it. Hi to everyone who's here right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. My husband didn't believe it for the longest time until things started happening. Like we had, we had um, a a spirit in our house, our new house. And I was like, something's in here and it's not totally friendly and I can't figure out what she wants. I feel, I know it's a she. And my husband's like, you're doing, I've been with him 20 years. So he's like, whatever. Nikki's just being weird. And then he was home alone and the lights were going on and off and the doors were opening and shutting and the air conditioning was being turned on and off. Like, like all the things were happening. And he texted me and was like, yep, you're right. There's something in the house. I want you to get rid of it. <laughs> so did you get rid of it? I did. I had actually my friend Joe Town came by and he did a thing and it didn't totally get rid of her. And so then I had my friend Anne come and we, after that, like, so we had to figure out what she wanted. And essentially what she had wanted was she had a little baby girl that she was trying to essentially usher into the world. Okay. And she wanted me to be the carrier. And I had just had Bennett, my heart baby, who had just gone through heart surgery. And I was like, there is absolutely no way I'm having another child. We're going to have to let her know that I'm not a safe person for this new baby. And we did. And she went away and she's never come back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know that sounds really crazy, but it it's doesn't. I, I, it all checks out for me. I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah, cool. okay, great. No, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm really glad that she moved on. And she did. Yeah. She communicated. She, clear she, communication. Like, I'm not a safe vessel. Like the, I'm, uh, my body is very traumatized right now. Mm-hmm. I'm very traumatized right now. I, 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 I know that you really want it to be me, but it's not. And then she left. And it never happened. Again. None of those things ever happened again. I wish her well wherever she I is. Know. I hope she found someone to she, bring that baby I'm into sure the world. I'm sure she found the perfect, perfect vessel. But anyway, going back to that, that could also be things. Well, I love everything we're talking about today because <laughs> I did want to say that I am open and I want all of the listeners to know too, since my I feel as though my relationship with Justin is so complex and yes. you know, I, I'm going to work through it today and I'm here okay. just to... I, 
you are a lovely person and I, <laughs> and so I know that you see the best in everyone. And for so sure. I'm going to jump in with that today. Yeah. So this is really healing for, for all of us today. Yes. Uh, we're just, I'm here with open arms and, and I'm going to love Justin today in this you conversation. Are. You are. Okay. You're going to love him. <laughs> well, I mean, also he's wildly talented. I will say he's, a, he is insanely talented. And, and I, you know, you look at so many people who are like pop stars are considered to be that. And he definitely started in that place. And I guess you can still consider him to be a pop star, but I've never, I've never known anyone to work as hard as he does. Like, I, I mean, really and truly, every single thing is perfect. He works until the band gets it right. He doesn't miss a beat. He's always in the studio. He's always doing. I mean, like, honest to God, I've I, I've never seen somebody who who works that hard. So, um, could you see that from the beginning? Yeah, for sure. And he had the talent from the beginning. There is zero doubt. But he also, I mean, I think all of us who came out of the Mickey Mouse Club. We, the one, so recently we had a little reunion. I couldn't go to the big one in Orlando because I had found out some news that my youngest baby had to have his third heart surgery. He's fine. He's good. Everything went well. But I just like, I was like, I can't. I just, I, all I want to do is hold my child. And, but then they had a second, smaller, more intimate one recently in, at Disneyland. And I went, so it was a lot of like the older Mouseketeers. And the one thing we were talking about is the fact that like that foundation of an education, I would say, is like going to Juilliard for a child. I mean, you literally, there's nothing, no part of the industry that we didn't get to learn about, mm -hmm. whether it was music or acting or whatever. And the mo the one thing we all worked away, walked away with is work ethic. Yeah, I was going to say. All of, of us. Of course. But Justin is not like, he wasn't one of those, he wasn't like Britney in the sense that they pulled this child in and they were like, you're going to do these mu these songs and you're going to, you know, look like this and you're going to be like this. Um, Justin, it was his music. It was his ideas. It was mm -hmm. his stuff that he had been wanting to put down for a long time. So he really is an artist. Did you keep in touch with him throughout NSYNC? Yeah. And like after the yeah. Mickey Mouse Club. So yeah. for... For those listening who don't know, how many seasons were you on the Mickey Mouse Club? So for? we did the last couple of seasons. The seven of us came in together. So it was me and Brittany and Justin and Ryan Gosling and Christina Aguilera. Um, this sweet kid named Tate who ended up, he passed away and at a really young age. And then um, TJ Fantini. So it was the seven of us and we did the last couple of seasons of the Mickey Mouse Club together. Yeah, That is so wild. Wild. And what was the dynamic like with that entire cast? You know, we were so young, like we were the newbies for sure coming in. And there was a, a, definite, a definite differentiation in age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what was really interesting is some of those older kids were like, we're over this. We're ready to like start our careers and our lives. Like, you know, forget the Mickey Mouse Club. And we were like, we're on the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> like we were losing our minds. We couldn't believe that we were there. And most of us were from small towns. I mean, Brittany from... Is it Kent Kentwood? Kentwood. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Jun Justin was from a uh, small, small place, Millington, Tennessee. You know, a lot of us were from really small towns. And, and here we were getting to, to do the thing that we wanted to do since we were, like, born. Um, so we were totally stoked and also very annoying to the older kids. Would you hang out on the weekends? 
uh, uh, we hung out. I mean, we would leave work and then go home and hang out until we had to go to bed. And then we would hang out every weekend. We were all, of, we were all inseparable. Inseparable. And was it, you know, was it like Brittany and Justin, did they... Did, was yeah, they did. And yeah. they smooched, didn't they? They were like, they were like first kiss, so they For were sure. into each other when they were kids. They were totally. I think Brittany was twelve, and Justin was thirteen, and yeah, they were like they full on boyfriend girlfriend. Oh my gosh, were they like hold hands and stuff. Hold hands, yeah. Oh my god, I love yeah. it. It's like summer camp, like summer camp <laughs> yeah. romance, and it was like the Mickey Mouse Club romance. Totally. Were there other people who were together? Together? Um, well, Tony Luca and Carrie Russell were together for a long time on the show until I think they were still together for like the year or two, maybe even after she left, and then they broke up. I dated JC from the time I was fourteen till the time I was eight. Oh my god! Wait a second. Nineteen years I old. I didn't know this. this oh yeah, is very exciting yeah. for me. Yeah. to find this out. He no was my way. first love. He was my first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Get out of here! Mm-hmm. And you met on the Mickey Mouse. Club. Met on the Mickey Mouse Club, and then after Mickey Mouse Club, I went to LA to do pilot season and then I started working as an actor but then he him and Justin they started in sync so they started that up in Orlando so then I would fly back and forth from Los Angeles I mean mind you I'm 15 years old and I would fly back and forth um, from Orlando to Los Angeles I would stay with Lynn Justin's mom she was like my guardian so she was my guardian for a large portion of my life. And so that's why, like, what Justin's not just, like, he calls me sister, I call him brother. Like, I'm, he never had a sister. I'm a sister. He's, like, the older brother that, or the brother I never, you know, I have a brother who's 11 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So Justin was, like, my age. And so we're family. Um, and his mom was, like, my guardian. And then, so I would travel back and forth from Orlando to CJC. Also, my tutor who proctored all my exams and everything was still in Orlando. And I would stay with Lynn and stay with the boys. They all had a house down there and NSYNC was starting up. And then a couple years down the road after they had had some success in Europe and everything. um, But I became a very big secret because they weren't allowed to have girlfriends in the public eye. Sure, sure. According to Lou Pearlman. Oh, sure, sure. So I was like... Lynn's friend that like <laughs> that she would just bring on tour with her Lynn's everywhere her old just, friend just, yeah oh my god that she would just bring on tour with her everywhere um and I remember having people would ask me all the time like are you are you one of their girlfriends and I have to be like no I'm just Lynn's I'm friend. just a friend I'm just here with with Justin's mom and they'd look at Lynn and they'd look at me and I'd just be like let's go 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 just run oh my um, god yeah because it had to be a total secret uh and then a couple years I was like 17 Lynn wanted to start a girls group like in sync and so she called me she called Brittany we were the first two people in the group and uh then we put together five people and as we were getting into that we essentially got a call from uh, Lynn Brittany's Lynn her mom saying uh Brittany has gotten offered a a record contract, a solo deal, and we have to go do it. So essentially what we believe happened is that um, Larry Rudolph, who is Brittany's manager, and Lou knew each other very well. Larry was looking for a 15-year-old young 
Debra, Debbie Gibson. Gotcha. And knew that Jive Records was. Lou was like, oh, I just, I, I have this girls group. I have this 15-year-old. So then introduced Brittany to Larry Rudolph and the rest was history. So was there bad blood? Were you With dis- us? Yeah, were you disappointed? I was very disappointed because she was so talented, you know? And I knew that if I was doing it and she was doing it, I was like, oh, I have so much confidence in the in our work ethic. I know how hard she works. I know how hard I work. I know the talent that we're bringing to the table. All we have to do is find three other girls. Then, then we're set, you know? So I was very disappointed. And those are, those are hard shoes to fill, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it also all works out. I mean, I had a horrible experience in the music business. Sure, there were great things that happened, but all overall, it was a very dark, horrible thing for me. And I realized, like, coming out of it, I was like, that that is not for me. That life is not for me. I need something more stable. I need to be home a little bit more. I, I want a family. I don't want my family to be on the road all the time. This is not this because is how not old for me. were you then at that point? I was 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. And then I finally left at 22. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, so yeah. that's like, yeah, six years of doing yeah. that. Was that mm-hmm. called innocence? Yeah. Okay. Spelled with uh, S's and nobody yeah. knows why. <laughs> it was that time. It's the dumbest thing There on were the many girl groups and oh, many boy groups I mean, at we, the time. That especially in Europe, we would get asked all the time, why with S's? Why did you? And I'd be like, you know what? If you figure out why, please let me know. Were you like in Sweden a lot? In we were Sweden? in, yeah, Germany, Austria, Switzerland. Yeah. Sweden. I was, uh, I was in my, I did a semester abroad uh, when I got the news that Brittany and Justin broke up. I was devastated. I remember it was. What happened? What did you do? I, I was like freaking out and trying right. to get information. And at the time <laughs> I had. <laughs> like it's a hurricane. Like Hurricane Dorian, which we're experiencing right now. <laughs> You're like, well, I just need to know if the family's okay. Or my family, is everyone okay? And did I, the house survive? And I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a cell phone. And then the only computers that we had were in a the, a, the computer lab and so I was trying to find things but it wasn't you know it just wasn't as uh accessible as it is now and and I remember my sister came to visit me and so I met her in Germany and she brought me a stack of magazines because I would also then go out and try to find magazines in this tiny town in the Netherlands yeah and uh they were like all in Dutch or or then German or so I could see the pictures but I'm like already seen these pictures because it would just be a picture of Britney and Justin but then with like it like you know yeah it like, a, down like when the they center. do the heartbreak yes. emoji yeah yes and it's like no more and then it would be like you know uh lots of question marks and then there was like the picture of Wade I'm like oh there's a clue oh it must have been Wade and then like <laughs> all of this out it was just it was a real time yeah it was a real time especially because Crossroads came out at that same time like a few right. like the month before two months before or whatever and I chartered a a van uh to come to this castle in the netherlands uh to pick i like put my i stood up on a chair in the dining hall it was like 80 kids would live in this castle every semester and i stood up and i was like does anyone want to go see crossroads i'm getting a van and uh so there were some takers i think there were five of us i was just gonna say and we went to the closest uh theater you could get to the next village over what did you think about the movie i loved it especially because there were dutch subtitles on the bottom so it was in english but then it had the dutch subtitles and uh 
and it was great. I was just, I mean, I was so, I was so happy. It was just like a fun, I just loved it all. You yeah. know what I mean? I was really in it. Um, so, wow. I didn't know that you dated JC and he yeah. seems like someone who has incredible work ethic and like incredible. a real leader. Very focused. He's very focused. Have yeah. you seen him? And in, in yeah, I run years? into him um, at like events and and stuff like that, you know. But uh, I think the last time was maybe the Elton John Oscar party or something. Yeah, I think that was may have been the. And last it's like time. running into your high school boyfriend. Yeah, it is. It and is it was just like with the higher stakes. I On guess, steroids. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's weird because I don't, it's like, I feel so removed from it at this point. I mean, I was so in love, like crazy. I thought like I was going to die when we broke up and it's, it's so weird how those first like loves are, you know, for you, yeah, it's so emotional. Almost you're, put me six feet under. Yeah. <laughs> your frontal lobe is not developed. So you're just insane. And, um, I, and now I look back whenever I see him and I'm like, it's so weird that we dated. That is the weirdest thing in the world. Uh-huh. Because, like it just, it's, it seems like such an odd thing now in my life when and I think about it. You've been with your husband for 20 years? Yeah, so I met Ryan shortly after that and we dated. We so we dated for 10 years before we got married. And yeah. was he in He was in a boy band. I I literally what? have only da- dated boy band members. I like your my whole style, Nikki. Life. That is my amazing. whole life. Amazing. Yeah, can you sing? Can you dance? Yes. Then. Do you guys kill it? Do you crush it at weddings? <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey's loving this so much That's right now. My, because it's the weirdest thing, but like, was there anything better? But like, but here's the thing about my husband, which is makes him the best one of all. I'm just gonna say, is my husband became an entertainment attorney. So like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So he's got the background mm. and he's got the experience of the boy band member. He's been on stage. He's got the moves. He's got the like the charisma and all of that. Yeah, like he drives the pickup truck and like. Pump, like pumps hip hop music and he likes he wears the baseball caps but then he goes to work at a real job and he has a steady job and he's an entertainment attorney and I was like when he told me I was like I think I'm gonna go back to LA and go back to acting this is when both of our groups Lou Perlman was pretty much the FBI was on his ass <laughs> so that was everything to was over yeah. it was all coming in close and I was like I think I'm gonna go back to LA and pursue acting and he was like, I think I'm going to go to L.A. and go to law school. And I was like, you know yes. what? This might work out. Yeah, this, this is going to be yeah. really nice. Yeah, this is going to be a good thing. What was the name of the boy Take band. Five. He was in Take Five? He was in Take Five. Frosted tips and everything. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you guys laugh so hard sometimes? Do you ever just like think about I do I do but he's more like I don't need to be reminded of what I did in my past like sometimes in the law firm one of the other attorneys or assistants will find out and then you know they'll print up pictures of him from back then and put them all over the walls and stuff so he gets teased about it at work um and he's done a lot to separate himself from his past whereas like I'm like yeah I I was in a girl band Totally. I I embrace it. I'm pretty sure. So my sister went to a small college in upstate New York called Siena College. Mm -hmm. And she lived in Townhouse 5. And I'm pretty sure that that all of the women who lived in that townhouse that they 
put a picture of take five on the door <laughs> because of that. I'm pretty sure if memory serves me correct, I got to talk to my sister, but I think that that happened. Find out and then let me know. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay. So when I first met you, which is only, this is now the second time I've met you, but, <laughs> um, but when we met you, cause I have this, my big thing is, did Justin reach out to Brittany when she was really going through it during right. 2007 shaved head and that and this whole thing. Yeah. And the you had kind of, you had kind of said yes, that he did. Well, it, the thing about that period of time was that nobody could kind of get through to her. Like I remember, you know, talking to Lynn, her mom at one point in time and her mom was like, can you call her? Can you just reach out to her? Can you? And I was like, Lynn, none of us, None of us can like get to her, get through to her. And this came from an interaction that Justin and Brittany had had where it was at, um, it was the award show where she came on stage and she was just MTV video music where she was completely out of it. And And so they did see each other backstage. backstage and she looked at him as if like he, she didn't even know who he was. Hmm which was so sad. She just, oh, yeah, hey. And, you know, she was so out of it. She was so gone um, in her, I would say, mental health battle um, that I, I don't even, I don't think any of us could have actually done anything at that point in time, you mm-hmm. know, because um, you just could, you couldn't even get, get to her. Were you so surprised that her mom called you? No. Okay. No. Because it was like that like you were saying yeah. before. Well, we grew up together, mm-hmm. you know, and we, and I know my girl band was on tour with her for oh, like a year and a half. So, oh, so you we would were, open for Brittany. Yeah, we opened for her for like a year and a half. So we went from like Mickey Mouse Club to then, you know, potentially being in a group together to, you know, then being on tour with her. So we were together a lot. And the thing about Brittany that, the thing about Brittany that, I think is people should know is she's the most, you know, I haven't been around her in a very long time, but back when I knew her, she was the, she was the most famous person in the world who didn't act like she was famous. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. She was so unassuming and just wanted to be a normal person, you know, to and do this thing. She just wanted to be normal. She loved performing. And just perform. And the but the fame was so huge that it was so all-encompassing and 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 there was no way to escape it there was no way to get away from it there was you know and she became the famous most famous person in the world at 15 years old you're a child you are still a child I couldn't imagine like I think I would have I know that I would have just broken in half too I really would have I know there's this Oprah interview with Brittany and Oprah is really pushing her to take responsibility for being a role model and she's challenging Britney and Britney's talking about how she doesn't want to be called a role model and Oprah's like why and and saying because you know people do look up to you and basically Oprah is saying you don't have a choice if you are this but I'm I I think that's a lot of pressure to put on yeah. a child yeah and I think at how this old was point Brittany in that in, I do in remember the interview, it. How old I, was I believe she was with Justin and and she like 17 I think she might have even been 19 20 it was um yes because it was when um it was right after the VMAs for I'm a slave for you so she was 19 mm, 20 years old yeah, yeah yeah um oh yes I remember yes I remember it it's all coming back to me that's now. uh she said I would rather be called I would rather be an inspiration to people but I I don't want to be a role model because I make mistakes and I'm learning and yeah. growing and changing. Well, yeah, it's kind of like that thing Miley Cyrus just she posted on her Instagram when all that when her and Liam just split and she was like, I've done this. I've done that. I've you know, I've done the drugs. I've done that. You know, she listed every single thing that she's done in her life. And she's like, I I you know, I am a human being who has made many mistakes. This I did not do because I, I will own all of my like, oh, I think that. Miley kind of at one point in time just decided to like be like screw it I'm gonna be exactly who I am in the public eye you can decide if you want to you know because Miley did the same thing of like I'm no I'm nobody's role model she did the same exact thing and I think she kind of like rebelled against it because she was like I don't I don't want that pressure on me don't put that on me if I want to make that decision myself and I want to hold myself in that place I will do that um, but you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do with my life or who, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're all just, we're just people trying to figure it out. And if yeah. you're a really good singer and dancer, I don't think that means that <laughs> you need to teach every child out there how, how to be a good human being. Like that's not your job. No. Your job is to entertain and she happens to be, you know, one of the best at it. And she's so charismatic. When's the last time yeah. you saw Brittany? Oh, man. Ooh, probably early 20s. It's been a long time. Wow. I think. Mid-20s. So when Mid-20s. you got that call, you, had, you hadn't seen her in a I hadn't a seen her in a little years. bit. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't seen her in a little while. Wow. Yeah. And now do you think, do you think, who, who do you think she hangs out with? Do you and Justin ever talk about that? No, we don't. No. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> Does anyone be like, has anyone talked to Brittany? Yeah, I know. I Do you think he's at all curious about how she's doing? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, like, she was a big part of his life, you know? 
Um, I'm sure he thinks about it and also, I, you know, wishes for her to be happy and healthy and to have a really, really, really good life. That I know to be true. Um, you know, but to go back to what you were saying about the, you know, that interview with Oprah, I think it's a very tricky thing um, anytime you're in the spotlight, but especially when you're younger. And I think this is the stuff that really messes with people and you know Justin was really protected from it. a I think that there is a completely different there's a double standard in regards to if you're a woman or if you're a man 100%. if you are Britney Spears you're going to be held to a different standard than if you are Justin Timberlake because Justin's a boy and she's a girl and the girls have to be perfect and they have to be good role models and they have to be all these things and then boys can do whatever they want to do you know they can be rock stars they can like you know and and it's messed up because it's unfair number one but also because I thought about this a lot too like I think you know there is there is something that comes to whenever you have a career and you're lucky enough to get paid doing what you love to do and you're lucky enough to have some sort of platform to give back and to do well to do good and for for humankind but that's how i feel you know what i mean like that's my personal belief and not everybody has to have that belief because i thought about this a lot with like what would i have done you know in her mm-hmm. and i think that I would have probably fallen apart. Mm. I mean, like when you can't really imagine unless you've been there, like what happens with these people when you're like, Justin and I was, we, we went to a club one time and this wasn't that long ago. And all, and oh, he wanted to go. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that long ago. And we all wanted to go and we had to like sneak him in through the back but then when everyone found out that he was there we had to essentially take his baseball cap and put it on my husband and use my husband as a decoy and then have Justin like run down a back alley and have a car like meet him to, for him to get in the car so they didn't like bum rush the cars because there were we went in it was a normal club we came out and there were thousands of people outside and that's their life. They can't go to grocery stores and yes. dry cleaners and, you know, restaurants without bodyguards and without all of this stuff. And by the way, there are so many great things that come with their lives. Like, forget about all the money, but like they can, the world is their oyster. They can do anything. It is a beautiful, wonderful life, but it also comes with that. And that sometimes can be paralyzing. And that sometimes can also be, as we saw with Brittany, mentally abusive yes and then especially if you're if you struggle with mental health yeah challenges yeah to begin with and you're predisposed and then I mean that's just you're in a landmine it's just like triggers that's like the break. everywhere yeah for sure um yeah I what I love about every time and I obviously picked it because you know both Brittany and Justin and you <laughs> you were there at the beginning of their romance but that this song she she wrote this with um a woman who was on tour with her and was a backup singer and mm. she was going through a breakup and Brittany um was going through her breakup with Justin and so uh they started writing songs together at Brittany's house in LA and then they went to Italy and so picture this. This is so you must know Felicia. Yes. Okay. So of course. it's Brittany, Felicia. Um, this woman, Annette, 
Artani, I believe is her name, and uh, and then Brittany Stylist, whoever that was yeah. at the time. And the four of them go to Italy. They rent this huge house on Lake Como and they start recording songs and they wrote this song together because they were really bonding over their breakups. Right. But I guess like Britney was really involved. She actually, she wrote alone herself, the music and then the lyrics she wrote with, with this other woman. But I, I love that Britney, because my whole thing is like, I feel like Britney needs more girlfriends around. Yeah. And and I, I was blown away. I went to her Vegas show, um, like I think it was maybe six months after it started or maybe it was three. I can't remember, but it was for my bachelorette party and I got to do the meet and greet. No! And I remember coming around. So do you know that Felicia gave the backstage tour? No, did you know I did this? not know that Felicia oh my gosh. did it. Nikki, it's Stop it. wild because I didn't know when I received instructions for this, they're like, you're going to wait for, you're going to wait for Felicia. And I was like, great, great, great. You're like the Felicia. And I didn't, didn't, it didn't compute at all. Right. I was just like, okay, I'm waiting for some, someone named Felicia. And then she came out and she wears these like work suits. And then they say like her name on the back. Yes. They say fee or they say, yes. she has all these different ones. Yes. And I grabbed my sister's arm and I was like, that is Felicia. That's fee. That's fee. Like I couldn't (laughs) believe it. And she wrote the tour herself and she came up with the idea and had like note cards and she went around and asked everyone different questions on the crew. And it's like the most, um, like homemade tour. Yeah. But you feel so close to Brittany because it is fee. Yeah. But, uh, so just picturing all of them in this house, just is is just like the best that she was probably like oh my god Brittany that's so beautiful I love that I love that you write that song about Justin honey I love that that's so nice I feel like I was gonna say something else is the sweetest I mean what a doll so sweet yeah she's so sweet what a doll she's been with Brittany since the beginning um but also okay gosh I'm just gonna be jumping around because this is so exciting Ryan Gosling It's really interesting to me is that because I feel like when he was a kid, he was a real cut up, real goofball. He was a real goofball. Total goofball. It's hilarious because he's so serious now. Well, at least that's what he presents. That's how he presents himself. Right. For sure. I was watching (laughs) clips. He introduced you guys uh, one number on the Mickey Mouse Club. And I was just like, look at that little cutie pie. Yeah. He was a total jokester, silly, always joking around. Very, very charismatic. Um, and, and then, yeah, he became serious actor guy, but I think honestly, to be perfectly honest, I think, I mean, he's always had a brilliant sense of humor Uh and I think that is still very much there. And it's also what makes him a really good, um, a really good funny guy in any Mm -hmm. kind of role he can kind of find that humor and he always he he brings the charm and he brings the charisma the most Um, charming the notebook I know I mean oh the notebook oh the notebook one of the best you know romance movies ever like you have very you have um Rachel McAdams vibes do I? Yes, you do. I'll take them. Yeah, I'll take them. As I'm I'll sitting here, em. yes, you do. <laughs> I love. Uh, I I loved when they were together. I did actually. Too. This is like wow. It, it just always does come back to Britney for me because <laughs> I lay in bed at night and I look at clips of um, old Britney performances on yeah. Instagram and stuff. This is but amazing. the other thing I do, it's usually when there is a lot going 
seriously wrong in the world, like very traumatizing things in the news. Right. And I need like now. Yeah, exactly. Now like it's all just the time. like every day. It's every day. But this really started a few years ago and I would um, lay in bed into self-soothe. I would look at old pictures and clips of Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling when they were together. But mostly, and I still do, is the clip at the MTV uh, movie it's awards fantastic. when they won best kiss yes and they jumped up into each other's arms and he's like holding her thigh and then when they kiss he also like grabs the back of her head and holds her hair and it's yeah. like Ooh. yeah it really makes me feel all the things yeah i i was so i was so boy crazy um and and now i i need to access that energy in different ways now right I've been with my husband for 10 years and <laughs> I feel like you really nailed it by marrying a yeah. man who was in a boy band. I did. That's what I'm saying. I, I like really, I hit the jackpot. It was a boy band member turned, you know, lawyer. Oh so I just gosh. really got the best of both worlds there. Yeah. So now when you, when you look back, are you, uh, to the Mickey Mouse Club, are you kind of like, it, it just feels like it's your childhood friends. Like it, your friends from summer camp. Yeah, it's it's my peer group, actually. They're they're my peer group. They're the ones that I kind of grew up with, you know, even though the Mickey Mouse Club ended and then, you know, we all actually continued together because we all kind of went into the music business oh, or like Carrie Russell's mom was my guardian for a while in Los Angeles whenever my grandmother had to start going back home more. And she was, uh, Carrie was in LA. So Carrie's mom wanted to spend more time out here. So I was, so, and my grandmother and her, her mother were good friends. So she was like, why don't you stay with Nikki? And so, you know, so all of us stayed like intertwined for many years after the mouse club they're my peer group that I grew up with and it's it's so cool I mean just even recently seeing all of these kids and I didn't perform at this uh Mickey Mouse Club event that they had I was like no I I don't I'm too tired for that I just want to sit down I want to meet some fans and hear some great stories and you know talk about that but I, I just do not want to get up on stage and uh but everyone else did and I was just like watching them and just like <laughs> you guys are so talented. You're so talented. I can't believe that I got to come from this like group of people that just, they're just so brilliantly talented. Um, that's, I, I still can't believe it actually. I, what was the, um, did the audition process feel high stakes at the yes. time? And yes. do you remember seeing, do you remember seeing Brittany and Christina? So Brittany, and so Justin and I instantly were like, hey, buddy, what's up? Like, it, it, you know, you know how you meet somebody and you're like, we've been friends our whole lives. Yep. That's, you know, we met each other and it was like on. And then and then Brittany came in and we were like, all of us just kind of clicked me and Brittany and Justin and TJ. And then um, there was so I later found out that one of the things I guess that really impressed the executives and so they weren't just looking because when we went to the casting camp there was 24 26 of us that went to the casting camp in Florida and we were together for like days you know um I think like four days we were all together three or four days and we you know we did we essentially were doing all the things that we would do on the show they you know songs and performance numbers and skits and all of this stuff and we were all kind of finalizing what we would end up doing for our screen test and but mostly they were also really looking at how do these kids get along chemistry like for chemistry sure, of course and yeah. christina 
was always like she was always off by herself. Now, granted, she was 67 pounds soaking wet. You know, these big, really thick eyeglasses, you know. Um, oh, really? And she, yes. And she was always kind of off, very quietly off to herself. And so after the the first day, I went up to her and said, hey, do you want to come and sit with us at lunch? Because she was just always by herself. And I was that kid. Like, I never wanted anybody to be eating lunch by themselves. Like, that was just, it was heartbreaking to me. And so I asked her to come and join us. So then she became a part of the group. And I and I had uh-huh. heard later that one of the people that was in the room kind of watching, like, saw me do that. And it was one of the things that made them want me to be a part of the, the club was that, oh, she'll be the one to make sure that everybody's okay like everybody's happy and everyone's together and because she's the peacemaker you were the true spirit of the Mickey Mouse <laughs> club in in human form that's what the club is all that's about that's what it was about Because we like you. We just were recently talking about that because there was a writer who was at this Disneyland thing um, for the Mickey Mouse Come Alum, and she uh, she writes about in- inclusivity and she writes about diversity, and she was like, it was the one show that was on TV where anybody could turn it on and see themselves in that show. You know, whether there was Filipino and in black and Hispanic and like all sorts of like different races and different body types and different people, like every single person was represented, which was a very, 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 um, you know, it, it just didn't happen on TV back then. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's a big, you know, now it's like you don't, you can't have a show about kids without being diverse and being inclusive and you should be. But back then nobody cared about it except for the people who produced the Mickey Mouse Club. They were very much concerned with making sure that like everybody, when anybody, any kid, no matter who you were, when they turned on that TV, they could relate to someone on that show. And I just met this kid named Jorge, who's my age, who was Colombian. He's gay. And he was like, I was this young kid, in Col- gay kid in Colombia, and I had no friends. And my parents like stole cable from somebody else's house. Oh and gosh. I would watch the Mickey Mouse Club every single day. And he was just like tears in his eyes. Like it made me feel like I wasn't alone. It made me feel like I could dream and I could hope. And I learned how to speak English watching your show. And that one day I'd get to go to America and and I would get to meet you guys and my dreams would come true too. And I was like, you are everything that the show stood for. That's what it's about. Like you were what it was about really yes. or in who it was for. Who, who it was for. I think yeah. about that all the time now and all the things that – I do or I was talking to a friend and uh you do a lot of Hallmark movies Tons. now right yeah and I was talking to a friend who was taking a job and I said to her you know think about think about who's sitting down and watching that movie yeah and, and what you want them to feel and at the time of year and they're sitting down and they've had like you know if it's a Christmas movie it's the end of the year and they 
are, you know, wrapping presents that mm-hmm. they can't afford. And they're like, and I'm just bought this plane ticket that I also can't afford. And I'm going to see my family and you don't yeah. know what they're about to walk in. And they just need like a glass of wine to watch this movie. Yeah. And it's like, it it's lowering their, you know, yes. their nervous system is calming their down. Their sympathetic and, nervous system is yes. beginning to calm down. Yeah, they're starting to them. feel happy. They're starting to feel like love exists and that happy endings still happen and all. Of, and that's why people still, that's why, I mean, a hundred million people during Christmas, like, Hallmark gets crazy numbers and I remember years ago going to my manager and saying I had done a you know one I think one Hallmark movie and I was like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna pitch them some ideas that this was years ago and I really want to be a part of what they're doing because I saw how it affected my community back home for me to be in one. Mm-hmm. And they we literally like got out of Christmas Eve service early so that everybody could go home and watch the movie. And they were so excited. Here I'd been an actor and been on TV my whole life. It was like I'd never done anything. Yeah, and the- all of a sudden I had made it because I was at a Hallmark movie. And I was like, whoa, what is it about this? that it that there's there's an energy here that like what is that what are what are people getting fed how are they getting fed from this just like what you were saying and it's that it's like you know you just want something to make you feel good and you want something that's going to take you out of you know the the news or your life or like the fact that you can't afford the christmas presents that you're wrapping or the fact that your kids are driving you nuts and you just want to believe that happy endings still exist and i love being part of a network that makes people feel that way yes and that's like also why i think people love Britney pop stars in general Ugh, yes is they just make you feel, feel so good so good have you been to one of Justin's shows I have not not in a really long time okay um, did you go to not I went the to man Chris- in the woods but did you do the tour I before he was that? with Christina oh okay so you didn't see his um uh not this last tour but the tour before that um no where, where he brought out the big band and he no did the whole, no I watched um but the Netflix, the Netflix special. special yes yeah okay so I mean, it's that it's you, you're in the audience and you're, you're dancing for, you know, two hours and it's the most incredible. I just saw Janet Jackson and her, uh, her thing in uh, Vegas. It was the same. I didn't sit down for two hours and I danced and I sang and I was so happy. It, it, that's, that's what like pop music and those people, that is how they make you feel when you go and you see their shows or you listen to their music or you're at weddings and a Britney song comes on. I mean, oh, forget people about lose it. their minds, yeah, lose their mind. And it's because it feels so good. It's amazing. Yeah. Now. Okay. We're, we're being really positive right now. So now I feel uh, terrible asking this question, but I've, I got to, cause you gotta, now it's on my mind. Were Brit- did Britney and Christina get along? Yeah, they did. They did. I mean, I think it became weird once they both were solo artists Um, and not because they made it weird, but because the people around them made it weird. You know what I mean? Like Britney wasn't thinking about like Christina and like as her being like some kind of threat to her career or anything like that. Britney was like super happy for Christina and loved Christina's music and you would know Genie in a Bottle. Would they cheer and, each other on? Yeah, I, you know, I wasn't as close to Christina. I would run into her, you know, here and there uh, pretty often, yes. But, like, I was on tour with Britney, so I was, like, getting to, you know, be with her on a daily basis. And um, and she was, like, 
she was super happy for Christina. It was the people around them that like made them, you know, made up the fight and the battle and the war and what, the this. And what was it like, like to be on tour with Britney at the beginning? Insane. It was both. Well, we did Britney and NSYNC. We did a year and a half with. Well, we did a like we were on tour for several years and we were both on tour with Britney and NSYNC. We bounced back and forth between their two tours and it was insane. Oh, I 100% then saw you. In yeah, concert. I'm sure you yeah, did. Yeah, I saw you at the yeah. Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were some girls that had a lot of glitter on them, and, and that, that was, was us. That, no, that was <laughs> oh, me. That was you? Yeah, that <laughs> I was also us. had glitter on, yeah. Oh, my Ridiculous gosh. Ridiculous amounts really of glitter. Funny. Just bathe in it and then go to a show and sweat. Um, yeah, it was insanity because, I mean, the, the crowds were nuts. And you've never recently – I uh, Harry – what's his name? Styles? Harry Is Styles. It Harry Styles. Yeah. That was in – what boy band was he in? One Direction. One Direction. So he was, Casey Musgraves, who I love, was opening for him. And so I went with some girlfriends and two of us were there to see Casey and the other two were there to see Harry. <laughs> and um, one of them had never been to like a pop, like a, a concert for like a boy band member or like a pop icon. And I was like, have you, wait, you've never done this? And they decided to like dabble in, you know, some you know, extracurricular, what should I say? How do I say it? Activities beforehand. I did not. Um, and I was like, I don't know that you should do that because if you've, you've never, you're about to experience something that's so insane <laughs> that like, I think it, I It'll think it's going to really freak you out. And I think, I don't think it's a wise move for you to do. And I think you should try and stay as sober as possible. And she was like, too late. What's going to <laughs> and I was, and and she did. She just like was like, oh, 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 I gotta get out of here, and I had to literally get her out of the 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 venue because she was like, this is insane. And it's I was like, I mean, like, hysteria, he, rushing the stage, like jumping over uh, the two of our friends that were there to see Harry, like jumped over us to get to him, to just touch him, and like they're grown women, grown women. Okay, and they touched him as he went by, and then she turns around and screams at the top. Ah, I touched him! I touched him! She's freaking out. I am laughing so hard. I'm on the ground. I was like, "This is this but is not what happened to me. This is this yeah, is." I'm I think okay. now. Oh, lucky blue. I'm okay. Oh, lucky I'm not blue. freaking out. My friend just freaked oh out my gosh. because she met Harry Styles. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's. I was like, you, it, it, it's a really, it's unlike any other shows or concerts that you go to because they're, the fans are so crazy. And then you about the yeah, artist. and it's like if you come in at a five and they come in at a five, then all of a sudden you, 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 everyone goes to a ten instantly, and yeah. then you just you jump to a twenty five, and it's 100%. like. I I mean I would leave my body. It's I would I went yeah. insane. It is uh, and imagine even on like on a spiritual level level, imagine you know sixty thousand, fifty thousand, however many people can pack into these places, people all leaving their bodies at the same time, like <laughs> that's it's mad hysteria. I love it. So yeah, much. yeah, I know. So being on a stage with that and granted when we first started, especially it wasn't like this for Britney because it was a lot of audience members that were like there 
like loving another girl, you know. Um, but for in sync, we really had we did have to win them over. Like it took us, you know, a couple months of being on their tour before we would get the cheers, because then we would come out to an audience full of girls that were like this. You can't see my face, but they were like. Just, what are you doing uh-huh, here uh-huh. and Do are you, you know sleeping yeah, 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 with yeah. my favorite yes of course you know um the answer was yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that no. must have been really convenient <laughs> at the time when you got to be on tour with well with actually that actually got very complicated because JC and I had broken up before we went on tour with them and it was really, really, really um, difficult and emotionally just, it was awful. You know, because he was like, seeing and dating and a thousand different women and it was in my face all the time and I still wasn't over him and Uh. I had to be around it every single day and he was everywhere you know, so and famous. my heart was broken. And yeah, it was actually really, really hard. I much preferred being on tour with Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> would you hang out with Brittany from yeah. city to city? Yeah. Would you guys like eat pizza after? So, oh, well, sometimes actually. Yeah. Or sometimes. Like, and would you um, like sneak alcohol? Would no, you? there okay. was not a ton. I mean, like, there was like we would go out to clubs. That's what we would do. We would like whatever city we were in, somebody on her team would like find a club that we would all end up going to. So we did do a lot of that on Britney's tour with her dancers. We got really close with her dancers and TJ? all of us. Yes. <laughs> and Brian and all of them. And we would all actually go out to the club and we would dance and and that's where we would, you know, drink or whatever. And none of us were old enough. But um but yeah, we had ourselves a really good time. I, I actually loved, we had a really good time being on tour with her. It was, for me especially, much more fun So that being was on that tour the with be- the boys. That was the beginning of Britney? Was that her like, oop, was it her oops, oops. tour? It was oops. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I, know. I, I, I saw that. I saw yeah, that. I know. Uh, um, and what was, and Britney hand, at the time was handling it all really well? Yeah, I mean, she was still kind of protected. You know, Felicia did, especially in the beginning, She, I feel like she did everything she could to really kind of like protect Britney. But you kind of have to have a real team of people that kind of circle you and don't allow the outside world to get close. Like Justin... Justin's people did a really good job of that. But then, you know, his mother was by his side every step of the way. I mean, you didn't. And then he also had someone, Miss Renee Ernest, and she since passed away. And she was definitely an angel for all of us. And she actually was the one that was responsible for me um, and Ryan being together, uh, my husband. Um, But she, I mean, she watched over him like a hawk. Nobody got to Justin. Who was this woman? Uh, So he was, she was his second grade teacher that came to once NSYNC started, you know, doing really well, or once NSYNC started, they hired her to come to Florida. And in the beginning, she basically, she kind of was the assistant for the group, but then also she was Justin's tutor and everything. And, um, and then it became, she was responsible for the group and she went on tour with them and she was the liaison. She was the person and, and he was very much protected. I think that's a big difference between what Brittany had and what he had was that, you know, Brittany had Felicia, but then 
she kind of, there was a lot of people that were pulling her and asking and asking and asking. And, and she didn't really have a lot of people that were around her to kind of protect her from all of that. Whereas, you know, I feel like Justin, you know, was, was very protected. Are you at all surprised? And if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to, but, uh, obviously, uh, were you at all surprised then that it was Brittany's dad who was put in charge of her affairs and not her mom? Yes. But, 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 um, with the caveat of when we were doing Mickey Mouse Club, her dad was not sober and he was not well, you know, so uh, he, at that point in time, did not need to be in charge of her. I think that people are very different once they get sober, you know, um, and I think that he was a very different person when he got sober and he really got his life together. Um, uh, with that being said, um, yeah, actually, but I, I know he cared for his daughter deeply and, um, I know that he wanted to be a, a good, somebody that she could really count on and depend on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was good that he really got himself together when she was really going through the toughest time in her life to be able to step in and be the father figure that he should have been for a long, for a while, for years before. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Are you surprised where Brittany is now in her life? You know, I think that I feel, I feel like without that incident happening, right? Without the breakdown, without all of that happening, I do think that she would probably be in different, she would probably be where Justin is, you know, still kind of, at that level and touring and making the music like he's doing and doing all of that, you know, like I don't know that Justin is entertaining a Vegas residency. Mm -hmm. Not that that's like a step down or not that that's like, you know what I mean? But I think that that's probably safe for her and secure for her and probably works for her, especially with like everything that goes on with her, um, mentally and physically and emotionally. It's probably a good place for her to be. Um, but I, honest, honestly, like I, I don't know. I just want her to be, I just, above all, none of this stuff actually matters unless you're happy, unless you're healthy. None of it matters. I mean, I've learned that with this whole journey with my, with my youngest son, you know, three heart surgeries. His first one was at five days old. And he's only how old? He's not even two yet. Oh my gosh. And he's a strong kid. He's such a strong kid. And we've kind of, like, I know what life and death looks like now. And when you have that perspective, you're like, oh, none of that other stuff, it doesn't matter. Like, fame doesn't matter. Like, it, like it, none of it matters. And it never did. Mm-hmm. It never did. Um, you know, are you happy? Are you healthy? Then that's all that matters. You know, so that's, that's the thing. She, if if she's healthy, if she's happy, like that's the only wish that I have for her. Nikki, my only wish is that you would, you two could reconnect and I feel like she just needs you in her life. I would love that. I would love it so, so, so very much. Your boys could even meet. I know know her boys are are so beautiful. Yeah, they really, really are. Did you know Kevin Federline like back in the day, like on the scene? Just met him through being in you know being in that whole group of people yeah but like I didn't know him no Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) also you don't have to answer this but like when the breakup was happening was it like was it like shit I'm sorry I'm sorry dude like 
this is gonna this is rough but I went through it with JC did you guys like have like bonding <laughs> breakup talks or was it not like that it wasn't like that because I, I mean you know pick a side I was unjust <laughs> yeah like, of course of course you were like more like um, yeah I yeah. was more like wait she didn't walk with Ray uh, yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah I did see that happen on tour uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was sorry that was happening Ooh. Yeah, yeah I could kind of see all that sorry. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but you know what here's the thing they were they were both kids and they were both doing their own thing. So like, of you know, course. she took, she took the brunt of it. I mean, listen, it was kind of a dick move because it was Justin's best friend at the time. So <laughs> it's like, it wasn't just some Joe Schmo. It no, was like, they were all so intertwined friend. and they like wrote song. They wrote a song yeah, for her. So like, I think that Justin felt the betrayal, not only from, her it was like also a huge betrayal from wade you know so it was like two betrayals coming from the same was coming from like the same situation but also like again you're talking about a bunch of people who get very famous and very rich at a very young and age and then also so attractive they can move like crazy they're yes. working so intimately together yes and then look at what happened to wade like no kidding yes I, yes i just when i saw that documentary i was like oh all of this all of this now also makes sense. Yeah. In when he talked about how how much Michael just absolutely was infatuated with Britney. Yeah. And was kind of like encouraging Wade to really be involved in her life in more than one way. I mean, my sister called me right away and she was like, Oh my gosh, doesn't this all make sense? Now I was like, Oh my god, this makes so much sense and my heart is breaking. Um, for everyone. Yeah. I don't know. Gosh, life is magical. All of a sudden when you can just like kind of see how all the things connect and it's like you're able to, I don't know any of these people. And I was like, I was able to like forgive. I was able to move on. <laughs> like, yeah. But but it yeah. is like you're like, wow. Or just to even reflect on your own life and be like, oh, this all makes sense. We truly are all just doing the best we can. And we we're are. learning yeah. moment to moment. Yes, and that's why I think like when she said, I don't want to be someone's role model because it's like, she's like, I'm barely keeping my head above water here. You know, yeah, I can't think about like how, how every little thing that I do affects millions of people. I'm trying to just survive. And because she's <laughs> such an expert in one field, when you watch someone dance, when you watch someone perform mm -hmm. in the way that she was, especially Ugh. at say age 19, Dude. like prime Britney, the best, you're yeah. seeing that. So then you expect that person to be that in all areas of their life. It's not fair. And you're like, that's not how God or whatever, however we get here and however all of this happens, like that's not how that works. No. Imagine her being at that level in every place in her life. Like we cannot all be J-Lo. And look at J-Lo's not, J-Lo works really hard but to be J-Lo. But also J-Lo <laughs> didn't become famous until she was old enough to be able to handle it. Like there's, I mean, I, listen, I am the mother of two and I've got 18 jobs and I've got like I I can barely keep my head above water. I can't imagine and to be perfectly my prayer for myself always was like when I was little I was like please you know I would love to be able to pay my bills doing what I love to do. Knock on wood. That happened. Great. Amazing. But my prayer was like please don't ever let fame or something like that happened to me before I'm ready to handle it mm. because I saw like I, I could you see were around it. so many people I, I mean, could you're very see close it happening it. and I was like 
oh, that seems very scary for me. I think I'll break in half. And, and I feel like for a very long time when I was seeing all of my friends, like literally become the most famous people in the world. And I could barely buy, buy strawberries at the farmer's market. Like I had no money. I was so broke. I was starting all over again after the music business. There was a part of me that was like, oh, I got left behind. Like somehow mm -hmm. I got left behind and I got forgotten and my talent got forgotten and was forgotten. And like, I don't understand. I work as hard as everyone else. Why? I don't understand. Like why, why didn't I get a seed of it? And then oh. now I look back and I'm like, I feel like I was very blessed because yeah, I don't have, you know, $1 billion in my bank account, but I have a very wonderful, healthy, happy life, a, a great marriage and two kids and great friends and a great community. And I'm like, you know what? I, that That is also success. And I'm really Huge happy. success. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm all my wishes came true because it didn't happen to me before I was ready to be able to take it on. I don't know what I would have done. I really don't. Oh, Nikki, thank you so much for coming and talking today. Thank you for letting me be here. I can't believe you came over and talked about Britney and the Mickey Mouse Club and <laughs> all of it. How can people find you? Um, well, Instagram, um, Nick Deloach, N-I-K. D-E-L-O-A-C-H. And then Twitter, it's Nikki Deloach. And then Facebook, Nikki Deloach. Um, but I'm mostly on Instagram. <laughs> I can't handle like all the things. I, I just I can't like, either. I just, I don't know how people manage them. Do they hire people to do them? They must. Like, I, I'm like, how do you, I can't. You're going to have to ask Justin and let us know what he does. He definitely <laughs> does. Yeah, I think he hires someone. I think, I think he definitely has uh, someone that helps him out with that. <laughs> well, Nikki, thank you again. This Aww. has just been, this has just been so amazing. We'll have to do it again. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, please come back anytime this was and this is going to be the this is kicking off the whole third no. season <gasps> did you hear that lucky blue did you hear that pop did you hear that oh wow lucky oh. blue oh he's so happy right now he's smiling that's so there. fun oh i'm <laughs> excited i'm honored thank you all right bye guys bye you ready for some music tj you bet here's justin Brittany, and dale from our mmc concert singing i feel for you <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.